0: All right, Eden Agut Morgan. Baruch Hashem, every year we get to learn Shaliyachud Vemuna, and hopefully every year we'll understand it better. We'll approach it from a different angle. Looking at the same thing from different directions definitely helps us get it better. Rabbi Yoel Khan Kahn, maybe well, wrote a beautiful sefer on Shaliyachud Vemuna, and what I'm sharing now. I'm trying to do the best to use his words because he has a very unique way of approaching this part of the Tanya. The al Rebbe wrote what is now the second portion of the Tanya, known as Shar HaYichut V'Emunah, with the purpose of explaining the verse that we all are familiar with, that we all have a mitzvah to say at least twice a day, which is Shema Yisrael HaShem Aleykenu HaShem Echot. And one of the important kidushim that Hasidus introduces to all of us is that when we say those words, when we are saying the words Hashem Echad, Hashem Echad doesn't mean that God is one and there are no other gods. That's not the meaning of Hashem Echad. It's not coming to exclude the possibility of there being many gods. All right? And many gods, even as many rulers. Hashem Echad is saying something much more than that. And it's important to understand what we're saying. That Hashem Echad means that there is no existence other than God. That's a whole different statement. A person can acknowledge the existence of reality, and God forbid, believe that there are two gods, or ten gods, or many, many gods. Comes along monotheism, and it says, no, there's one god. Seder. But that's not unique to Yidin. The, the mitzvah of believing in one God is a mitzvah also on the nations of the world. It's actually one of the Sheva mitzvahs, B'nai Noyach. So when we say Shema Yisrael, not Shema human being, that there's one God and not ten gods, there's something unique that God expects for us to understand and ultimately experience, and that is Hashem Echad, according to Hasidus, there is no existence other than God. This is actually the mitzvah of Achtus Hashem. You see, in the count of the 613 mitzvahs, one of the mitzvahs is the first of the commandment, right? As a mitzvah in believing in God. But then there is another mitzvah in believing in the oneness of God. We're addressing this latter commandment, the belief in the oneness of God, based on the verse, Hashem Hashem means, that there is no existence other than God, and these words sound nonsensical. What do you mean there's no existence other than God? There's a world. And God forbid Judaism on any level is not advocating on, on any way that we are living in a illusion, that it's a dinyon. And the biggest proof that we are living in a, in a world is that it says in the Torah, is Baralikim Es HaShemayim so mikra malle diber hakasiv. The Torah is the ultimate truth. The Torah speaks about creation. Means God created the world. So if there is taka a real world, how can you say that there's no existence other than God? Says the Alter Rebbe that there are two ways of understanding it, and one way will lead us to what we call Yehuda Tata'a. We're going to have a lower understanding an ultimate experience of the lower level of the unity of God. And then there's something much greater, and that's called Yechudah Ilah, a greater understanding of Hashem Echot. And the Alterebbe, wanting to put on paper the teachings of the Bal Shemta regarding this fundamental topic, and this changes the Hashkafa, not only regarding God, but this way of understanding God and godliness will affect many other things as well. So there's the ch- Hasidish outlook this was recorded in what is now the second portion of the Tanya. There was a time that the Alter Rebbe wanted, was thinking of making this the beginning of Tanya. Because this is how important it is. In other words, it's important to figure out how to serve God, of course, which is now the first part of Tanya, which are pieces of advice, helping me, helping you figure out how to do the right thing, even though there's so much inner opposition, the second part of Tanya is at least equally as, por- as important. And it could have been the first. It's now the second, which is, we are uh, hidden, we're Ma'minim. What do we believe in? And it's very important that many Fruma people, you tell them, what does it mean Shema Yisrael? He'll tell you, Hashem Echad one God, and not what? He'll say, not two gods. And he should understand that that's not Yisrael, that's a mitzvah for everyone. Okay. So the Al-Tadabah be- begins based on the one important premise. And this is something that is written in the Medrash, but the Balshem made this into a key foundation in Hasidus. That when it says in Tehillim, Hashem literally meaning that forever God, your words are standing in the heavens. So says the Balshem expounding on the Medrash, that God created the world. By speaking, Baruch Sha'amar V'hoi And what words become reality? The words that are written in the Torah, known as the Ten Sayings, the Asad of My Mother. So for example, God articulates in the present, the words, Yehi rakia So these words, which are made out of the letters, which form Yehi rakia are lo'oilam, forever standing in the heavens, and it is their continual speech. It's God's continual speech that allows the heavens to stay heavens. And ha- if God would stop speaking for one moment, then it's not shot that God's stopping of speech would destroy the world, but the world would automatically go back to it being as it was before creation, which is, it was nothing of what it is right now. What we know as existence is something that's coming into existence every moment by God's word. Yes. Yes. are they talking about the you know, like, grass yes. they, is he, about. Dos, the sayings that are written in the Torah and al writes later even though in the world there are many other things that are not explicitly written in the ten sayings but being that there are many systems how letters interchange to other letters either through numerical value or through other mechanisms so all of things and their names derive from the ten mamadas. Okay, so that's step number one, that there is continuous creation. The Hayyoyim Yom of yesterday, which is so beautiful, tells us that when we make the bracha shahakol, so certain people have a nusach shahakol nihiyah, that bidvare, that things came into being through your word, in the past. And knowing that the Balshem Tov says, Mamush, this, this is blasphemous, this is kfira. God didn't create the world then. God is continuously speaking the words into the into existence, so Shachakol Nihiyah. God now is speaking the world into existence, and therefore, so the Al-Tarebbe, in in and in, and in, in many my Mari Hasidus, there is a mushal that's more known. And I push it. I read from Rabbi Yoyel a mashal that I never heard before. It's phenomenal. The more known mashal is the Alter differentiates between someone who is investing his energy in forming a utensil versus that's the mashal. Someone using his or her koyach. throwing a stone up when you create something when you make from wood a table so you have to invest your energy only while you are making it and once you finish making it unless something else destroys it the the table stays stable. it doesn't automatically go back to a tree versus if you take something that that is bound by the laws of gravity and you throw it up a rock while the rock is flying upwards It's only flying up as long as your energy is making it, propelling it up. The moment your energy ceases to exist, you don't need to have another guy knocking the rock down, it automatically falls down. In other words, there are certain things that we experience that there has to be a continual investment of energy for that thing to be the way we see it. The rock flying upwards needs a continual propulsion versus things that were formed from a matter... They, once you made them, they stay as they are. Why? So the Alter says this is the nekudah. When you have a block of wood, the, the chaymer of the wood right? and the table, the table is not something new. No novelty happened. The chaymer of the table is the same chaymer of the wood. More than that, even the tsura, even the form of the table, the form of the table potentially was already in the wood. Think about a sculpture. When a guy knocks out of a a stone, an image, which you not allowed to do, but no one did that. The image was there. You, 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 you did no novelty, Fakert, You took away the other parts, or even if you extended it, you flattened it, you whatever, you manipulated it. You did not affect any newness. So when you're not creating something new, then all you are only needed for the time that you are making that change. And once you made the change, the change stops. But whenever you are affecting a chiddush. The law of nature is gravity. A a rock flying up is going against the law of nature. That's a novelty. Whenever you are affecting a chiddish, your energy is continuously needed. Or even deeper, when the rock is flying upwards, did it become a flying rock? No. It's not a flying rock. The rock is a rock that is bound by the laws of gravity. You know what part of it is flying upwards? Not the rock. Your kayak. So that's the emashul that Hasidus gives for creation. When you're seeing an existence, whose whose koyach are you seeing? Whose existence are you seeing? It's like when you're looking at a rock flying up. you, You see the rock flying up, but that movement is not from the rock at all. Now, it might be invisible, but someone invested koyach, which is now still developing the rock. It's still there. And that's why the rock is flying upwards. So when you look at the world, you're not seeing the world The world is a chiddish, because really it's God. It's not the world. Elamah, God is creating a novelty, so God must continuously create it. Gabriel quotes, there's another place in Hasidus that they give a moshal of a mirror. Such a good example. Stand in front of a mirror. Is that a Uh mitzvah? It's a of a mirror. That's your mitzvah. What's in the mirror is not an independent mitzvah." The reason why he says the Hasidus does not like this mussel—it's it's only given once—is because no one wants to give the impression that the world is mirroring God when God is so much greater from the world. True, it's a reflection of, but it's not a good muscle as to because when you look in the mirror, Taka looks like you. Exactly, the world is a reflection of God after a whole series of tremendous simsuman so it, it, it is a reflection, but, uh, but the, what, when you go one step above, it's much greater than what you're seeing. But it's a good example, just when you want to speak about that, the world is no existence. So use the mashal of a mirror. When you're looking at the world, whose existence are you seeing? Seeing God. Vaharaya, the moment you step away from the mirror, no one needed to push your image out of the mirror. It automatically left. It's only there because you're there. So the world is mirroring godliness. And that is basically the concept of Tatoa. This is the lower level of unity. So there is a world over here. But the world is not the Messiah. is not the world. The Messiah is God. It's God's Messiah. God's Messiah is expressing itself like in the mirror. It's talking there in the mirror. But it's it's all it's just mirroring godliness. That's a great notion. Yes. So, you, if you were saying to somebody that Hashem is continually creating the world, yep. all you have to do is look at uh, volcanic motion. Uh, yep. right? Because volcanoes are always erupting and so it's it's continually being formed and shaped. I mean, that's something that we see. You know, it's not. You know, but, but the reason why that's not a good example is because is because there is so much change in the world. See, God is continuously creating the world, but He's making it appear as if the present is connected to the past. So if someone is sick, and they are being recreated, theoretically, they should have been recreated healthy. If it's a continuum, it looks like there's a continuum. Really, there is no continuum. And actually, parenthetically, the, the kayak that tzaddikim have in bringing healing into the world is because they look at a person, And they actually see that person being recreated this moment. And the word creation in Hebrew is b'ryo. The word health is briyut. Because when God creates initially, everything is created perfect. The only reason why people are ill is because people are not experiencing the continual recreation. It's almost as if the world is created, it goes back to nothingness, and then it's recreated. That's why God made us blink, according to Kabbalah. Because even though that in our perception... You don't notice the blink. You're seeing the wall the whole time. You're seeing the Arun Kaidish the whole time. But the emesis, there's an Arun Kaidish for you. Then there is not. When you blink, then there is. Your mind links these things together. But if you would be able to focus on the in-between nothingness, if you would experience that, then when the, you, you would see the world anew, it would be created healthy anew. And ultimately, that's the secret of living forever. It means when a person lives in that zone, they'll never die. Because true, physicality should decompose. But since God is making it every moment anew, so every moment you're healthy again. What okay, is the sickness? That's not a creation? The sickness is like this, is that, is that when people don't... Ex- God did not want this to be experienced without avayda. And when you don't make that avayda, God wanted to be hidden, and God, as that's part of Shariq God's infinite Gevurah expresses itself in the fact that God left no proof that He exists. Which is why, throughout history, the big chachamim denied God's existence. That's God's making. So, since God hid Himself, God wants us to perceive the world as forever. The world is that which is always in existence. So we have a different perception of reality, and therefore, when something goes off, so we now that we are convinced that it's off. So when it's going to be recreated, we're going to our consciousness will allow it to be off right away from the outset. It's based on our perception. Based on our perception, mamish. But it's not just a perception in emuna. We all have emuna in this, but we have to experience it. It's the tzaddik, it says in Kabbalah. He looks at a person that's ill, and he sees that person go back to nothingness, and he sees the words of God recreating that person. And when he, since he perceives it that way, that person gets better. Now, the 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 the, the efficiency of Yehuda Taton is that okay? I got it. The only existence is God. But, but the world has some hashivos. God is making the world. The world is something of importance. It's only that the world is just mirroring God's existence. But there is a hashivos in the world. And Yehuda Ilan will be a whole avoidant of us contemplating that God's words, beginning with the Asara of May Maris, in relation to God himself, is infinitely insignificant. Which makes the whole world insignificant. And that's a very important concept to perceive. Not the world is insignificant in a hefkardic way, since it's insignificant no matter what, or it doesn't matter, God forbid. Insignificant means that the, that the only hush of existence is God. So the only existence is God, and the only thing of value is God. And once you get that understanding that the words of God in relation to God is infinitely insignificant, so now what? So now what? Since God desires the world to look a certain way, which is yidin keeping mitzvahs, this is the only chash thing that exists. You know, when we, have, when we have life, there are so many things that are for us relatively insignificant that we taka spend very little time and energy for. We prioritize our investment in that which is chashuv. So the more we understand that the world per se, without it being connected to God, without mitzvahs, not only is not an existence, but there is nothing important in it. It's meaningless. The only meaningfulness, and that's an awesome meaningfulness, is the mitzvahs that we keep, the Torah that we learned. That Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad. So if you have a feeling, you're going to have that feeling towards God. If you have excitement, it's going to be for God. You'll have something beautiful, it's going to be for God. It's going to be naturally that way. But that's a much greater understanding. And people that go on the trip of having Yehud Elam, means when a person Taka understands how the words of God in relation to God is insignificant, such a person, Mamish can die. That's called kaloi That's That's called a person coming to an understanding of reality to the point where not only is the world not in existence, but it's not even significant. And there is something significant, and that which is significant, the person doesn't right away chap, that what is of significance is my life here, keeping Torah mitzvahs, if there's going to be a one moment, too long of a moment where a person is going to experience that the only significance is the infinite light of God, then what happens is is that we become part of that infinite light of God. And when we become part of that infinite light of God, physically the body cannot handle that, the person passes away. So that's the danger of people going on the Yehuda trip, Hashem should bless us that we should have that danger. We have to get there and we should figure out how to circumvent it by ultimately always coming back is that God has the greatest pleasure from everything, including Himself. The pleasure of God is the pleasure of a yid learning tight and keeping mitzvahs. And imagine having that experience. Imagine having the experience of God's pleasure with your mitzvah. This is the ultimate end-all goal, which is the ultimate motivator of us doing what we need to do.